This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, my fellow Clock Dodgers? I have something I want to share with you. So you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, not his entire team. But your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to. Now you can on the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can put Steph Curry versus Russell Westbrook, Paul George versus LeBron James, or you can get all crazy like me and do DeMarcus Cousins versus John Wall. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges is even easier. No Halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy await you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and to download the No Halftime app for your iPhone. Receive a special Clock Dodgers bonus of $10 by entering the promo code CLOCK at sign up. No Halftime, where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. Okay, March 13th, 2016, you are listening to episode 9 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. Uh, This is the true episode number 9, I say that because if you listened to last week, you know why I'm saying that. Um, Of course, it's me, Neil, in the studio. I have a guest on the line today. It's someone I've been in a fantasy league with, I would say, five years or more. I've also known him way before that, so obviously he's a sports junkie, a fanatic like myself. Welcome, Jeff to the podcast how you doing Jeff hey I'm doing good Neil glad to be here glad to be here beautiful day to talk about sports but then again what day is it beautiful to talk about sports <laughs> exactly and um, we're glad to have you on here man and how's Atlanta oh loving it loving it here in hot Atlanta loving it good 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 so we're gonna obviously the big you know uh the big topic today or right now this past week has been NFL free agency, which kicked off um, last week. And um, a lot of a lot of guys are changing places. Some guys staying in the same place. Uh, we're going to we're going to kind of go into winners and losers, you know, who we think won and lost this week and just kind of, you know, whatever, whatever comes up in the topics here. Um, I, I do want to open up with um, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. Um, Matt Flynn made a tweet when Brock Osweiler got signed. Um, he instantly right. became a legend to me for this tweet. Um, I, I quote, he said, after Brock Osweiler got signed, he said on Twitter, wow, I know I'm going to get killed for this and I don't have a lot of room to talk, but the latest QB contract is unbelievable. And I'm like, seriously, dude, like you're this guy who's been a backup everywhere. You sign for like starter money everywhere you go. Yeah, you know I mean, you take the money and run, and now you're commenting on Osweiler's contract. I thought that was kind of uh, bold of him. You know what I mean? It was kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't personally see the tweet myself, but, you know, analyzing the, the comment and analyzing who it came from. I mean, Matt Flynn, like you said, he was pretty much a, a backup everywhere he went. Uh, had, I think, one or one or maybe two outstanding games and became – everyone's wish list quarterback and started getting starting money and 
Uh, didn't even win the starting job in Seattle when Russell Wilson came in for his rookie year. Lost out the starting job to him, and yeah, haven't really heard much from him since. So exactly, I uh, so really don't st- think he has a lot of room to talk. Yeah, he's stealing everyone's money, and then you know he comes out there and says that. So I thought it was funny. So instantly, you know me, man, I like that kind of stuff. So that guy's like a legend for me on uh, free agency, yeah, you know, kicking away to kick off free agency. Um, but, oh, but but um, but but definitely stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure, and that's what I like. And now speaking of Osweiler. Man, what a contract this dude got, man. Um, ah, yeah. It's it's insane, right? So the Texans obviously went and signed this dude. They need a quarterback. They've been doing this whole uh, quarterback carousel for years now. For It seems like every season. And they, right. they, they, they think Osweiler is the guy, obviously, so they give him all this money. I don't think I agree with them, though. I think I think it was a bad idea. You know, I'm kind of mixed. Yeah, as far as the contract and the amount of money, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, um, Houston, it it seems like, like you said, for the past few years, that's been the one area where it's been a glaring concern. I mean, when Aaron Foster was with the team and he was healthy, uh, the running game was consistent. Uh, You had J.J. Watt, the defense. uh, It's been up and down, but for the most part, they've been a – uh, a top statistical defense, so it just seems that quarterback was that one position that they felt would that they needed to go ahead and secure to get them over the top. Now, I, you know, I hope it works out. Do I think Osweiler is the guy? Unfortunately, I don't. I just didn't see enough in Denver for me to say, okay, he's he's worth that money. But uh, you know, that that's I hope it works out for Houston. Uh, that they feel he's their guy, and they definitely wanted to make sure they locked him up. So I. You know, I I don't have a problem with, you know, being aggressive and getting the person, but the amount of money was yeah, a bit ridiculous. Right, and, and, and I know some people say, oh, it's just money. It's not our money, but it's like, come on, man. You know, it's going to hurt your franchise if it is a bad move, even if it is just money. And, and I know it's not our money, but, of course, um, I don't know, man. To me, to me, like, to me, that's the most impactful free agent move of the, the start of free agency, and I don't mean it – for the Texans, I mean it for the Broncos. Like the fact that they didn't pay him that kind of money and they let him walk, I think that might have been the best free agent move so far um, in free agency. Because I'm really not a fan of the guy, man. By I just, not, I think by not I, matching. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think they made the best move. I mean, if if we're going into winners and losers, I mean, we start with the winners, of course. Um, the the Giants obviously spent a ton of money. You know, what I mean, they signed a bunch of guys, they and did. you know, you can't really knock the guys they signed. So I mean, they spent a lot of money, but it's on guys that are, are quality, at least from you know what we've come to expect of them. Um, I, I consider the Broncos winners because they got rid of Osweiler. <laughs> uh-huh. um, of course, the Raiders. I think they did pretty good. You know, people are going to say uh, it's a Raiders homerism call, but I, I really feel like they did a good job. Um, uh, the Jaguars. Think, um, a lot of people like the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars How do you feel about Jaguars? Did- I think the Jaguars, I mean, they, they were one of the teams vying for Bruce Irvin as well. Uh, so even though they weren't able to land Bruce uh, Irving, I do think they did bring in some quality to go along with what they already have there in Jacksonville. I mean, you saw what the offense was able to do last last year with Bortles and, and Robinson and Hearns. Um, so I can only imagine what they'll be able to do now with – uh, Chris Ivory, you don't have T.J. Yelding having to be a uh, every down back. Um, Ivory, even though he's getting he's going to be a he's getting a lot of money just to be a short yardage and goal line uh, running back. But right, so what do you think uh, that the, does the fantasy wise? What do you think that does fantasy wise for Ivory and Yeldon? Oh, I mean, it, it it hurts both of them because um, you don't you don't know which one to to go with. In all honesty, it might be one of those scenarios where it may take two, three to four games in the season to realize, okay, which running back has more fantasy value. Yeah. Like uh, you said, so I mean, right he, now it's, it's too early to tell. Yeah. And like you said, they gave Ivory a, a ton of money. It's not like they like, you know, brought this guy in. They're like, all right, man, you're going to take the goal line. You know I mean, it, 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 I mean, the money doesn't look like that. We, I mean, we could be wrong. It could be Yeldon's job and Ivory backs him up, but I just don't see that length of a contract and that, you know, that, that value of a contract to be just a backup. You know what I mean? So, um, that it's going to be a, an ugly situation as far as Jaguar running backs go. But of course, it only makes things better, of course, for Robinson and um, oh, what's his name? Uh, 
Hearns. Hearns, right, right. Which, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, these guys can't have those kind of numbers next season either. If you had to pick one, Hearns or Robinson next season, do you go Robinson because he's the number one? or? Uh, again, I, I think uh, Robinson showed me he's clearly – uh, a, a top wide receiver in this league. Um, he'll, he'll probably, um, you know, still be underrated going into this year just because it is the Jaguars. Um, and there's going to be a lot of you know, naysayers, naysayers and doubters. But, uh, but at the same token, I, I look at Hearns because of the year that Robinson had. You know, maybe uh, Robinson draws more attention from the defenses come next season which uh, opens things up a little bit more for her. And so, yeah, both, uh, both it's, definitely, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I think both of them are legitimate uh, one, one and two receivers. Absolutely. Uh, and definitely uh, can produce for you in fantasy. Absolutely. So for losers, who do, who do you got, you know, who, well, who do you feel? Me, didn't before do we get to the losers, before we get to the losers, I have one more uh, sleeper winner. Okay. I like to say, and uh, that's going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. And what, what do you think uh, put like them the over fact, the top? Uh, I, I like the fact that they, uh, um, well, they brought back Doug Martin, which uh, was 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 good for them. Uh, someone already familiar with the system. Um, they brought in Roddy White uh, to go along with uh, Evans and Jackson. Uh, so I definitely thinking that if you can get uh, ASJ to be healthy for a full sixteen games, another another year of Winston uh, under. You know, learning learning the game uh, at that pro level, uh, and on the defensive side, they just signed Brent Grimes, uh, so that's definitely going to be a boost to their secondary, which was obviously uh, a concern for them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think they definitely improved their team overall. Not a boost to their fan base with Grimes' wife, but. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, just because uh, for those who don't know, Jeff, you're a Falcons fan. Um, you, you mentioned Roddy White, and we, I actually mentioned him last episode. Um, being that you're a Falcons fan, do you feel like he's going to have a fire under him this year and like actually turn it up, or do you think he's done and the Falcons knew what they were doing? I, I think for the role that the Falcons needed him to be in, which would, was a clear number two receiver, I, I, I think uh, <clears throat> that – Part of Roddy's game is behind him, okay. in my opinion. I, I think, I think he's, you know, Roddy has definitely shown that he's tough. He's always, well, for the most part, especially early in his career, he played through injuries. He doesn't mind going over the middle. So I think, um, you know, if they continue with Evans and Jackson on the outside and have uh, Roddy working the slots, that'll be perfect for him. Right, right, yeah. I, I, I'm rooting for him this year. You know, I hope he bounces back. A lot of people feel like, oh, the Falcons did him dirty, you know, but I don't know. We'll see how, how, how it plays out. Um, so well, those are yeah, our winners. Of course, of course it, it definitely hit home, but, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it is a business, and uh, they just it felt time, it was time to move in a different direction. So. Exactly. No, absolutely. Uh, but I, I think he, he will definitely have a, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go for a, thousand yards and 12 touchdowns this year but uh he's definitely gonna have a a, a good season uh, a bounce back season with the bucks we hope so we're rooting for roddy so so those are our winners and then the losers um i'm not i, I don't i don't really like to call guys losers straight out the gate even the winners is kind of hard because obviously we've seen teams win what we call winning free agency and then you know in the season it falls apart but if i had to pick one team um, that I felt was a loser. It wouldn't even be for guys that they signed. It would be for guys that they didn't sign, and that's the Browns. Um, it seems like the Browns let everybody walk. You know, they didn't like keep anybody that was their own free agent, right. and then they didn't bring right. anybody in either. You know, so I don't know what Hugh Jackson and all these they got they got all this brain trust now in in their um, all these like smart you know, uh, Harvard grads and stuff. And I don't know what their plan is exactly. Um, but it's hard to call them winners. Uh, when, when you stand pat like that, you're a team like the Browns who already didn't have a good year. And now you're letting all, you know, your talented guys leave that you had and you know, you're not bringing nobody in. So that's going to be my loser. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way or if you have some different losers, maybe. Um, well, in terms of the Cleveland Browns, I definitely agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, you you would have definitely expected them to make a bigger splash in free agency, whether it was uh, retaining their their own people, the their their core players, or uh, bringing in uh, you know talent 
from free agency. So uh, it was, you know, quite disappointing to uh, to not see them do anything, uh, basically, to, you know, uh, you, you know what they've had to deal with with, you know, Manziel and all the drama that came with him. Um, and just to see them not do anything, uh, I, I mean, it, it was, you know, quite disappointing. You, you know, you have a new head coach. You expect to – uh, for a lot of changes to be made, but uh, I definitely don't see the value in the change. Yeah, strange, a strange uh, stance that they took this free agency so far. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, they're 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 really the only team that glare stands out to me. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to consider maybe losers as far as teams that you know didn't get some of the free agents that. Um, they may have sought out to to get, you know, because the Falcons were one of the uh, teams in the running for uh, Bruce Irving. So, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed to see when he signed with your team, but you know, uh, that's can't can't get them all. As yeah, I, I was a little shocked myself. I mean, I know we had the Ken Norton connection and everything, but if I if I recall correctly, didn't Bruce Irving say he was going to go to Atlanta? Well, from. After that was the initial statement that came out after they lost to the Patriots in last year's Super Bowl, right? Uh, but uh, apparently the, the uh, statement was misconstrued by the Seattle uh, media, from what, what I remember reading about it. Uh, he, he didn't. It wasn't that wasn't the quote, but that was the context that was pulled oh, okay. from what he you. said. I got you. Yeah, so, I mean, it was definitely interesting. Obviously, free agency isn't over, so there's still guys out there. Um, Weddle is one of the big names, obviously, floating around. Um, right. You know, if it's Patrick, whether the Jets are going to re-sign him or not, you know, uh, the Broncos might be in the chase for him. What what, 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 what do you think about uh, should the Jets bring back uh, Fitzpatrick? Well, I mean, what's the other option? Geno Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care for Geno Smith being the option. So I would bring him back. Obviously, his cost is going to be higher, and that's probably why it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I mean, you know, the Broncos got uh, traded I for mean, Mark Sanchez, I, right? I mean, I, I'd rather have Fitzpatrick over Sanchez. Yeah, and and what's crazy is that these—I don't want to say crazy—but I, I just feel like a lot of these teams are trying to figure out what they what Kaepernick going to do. Yeah. Um, and personally, if I was the Jets, uh, I, I would try to bring Fitzpatrick back uh, over bringing or, or going with Geno Smith or bringing in uh, Kaepernick. I just think, yeah, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he, he, he's not the he's probably not the, the sexy pick. He's not going to, um, you know, that quarterback that's going to fill the stands. But uh, the, the guy's. He, he's he's proven he's a proven quarterback and he can get the job done. Especially last uh, I season, mean, I mean, he's proved that he can work in that system. I mean, he did great with Brandon Marshall and Decker. You know, if if anyone should you know in. pay the price for him, it would be the Jets since he's proven in that system that he can do it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and the Jets uh, went and made a trade for uh, Martellus Bennett uh, to to be their tight end. So. I'm thinking it's a it's a no brainer. You you have a proven quarterback. You have, you already had two uh, very good wide receivers, and now you're adding that element of the tight end. Uh, you brought in uh, Forte, uh, so why why not? Uh, the quarterback is just too too much of an important position in my mind to be, um, you know, not. And uh, I mean they. Just like I said with the Texans, they 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 want they knew who their man was and they aggressively went after him. I mean, right, right, is exactly. Important. You, yeah, uh, Forte is be interesting there. As far as Martellus Bennett, I think that was a hoax though. That trade, I don't think that was true. I think I think oh, I read somewhere that that was you're talking about the Wilkerson trade, right? Right, right. Yeah, I read somewhere that that wasn't true. That that was I guess picked up by all the networks a tweet, but it wasn't actually confirmed. It was actually not a true. Um, true trade. Oh, okay. Although, you know, Martellus Bennett is a guy, if they do trade for him, I don't know, who knows, it could have been even something in the works, but from everything I understood, it was actually um, a, a hoax, and like the networks like picked it up and ran with it, because they're always trying to get you know the, the, the news first. Um, but e- e- yeah. even that aside, even Bennett aside, I still think even, you know even they have that, they yeah. have set up that offense, especially with Forte, which was an interesting signing. I think he's better than Ivory, you know what I mean? So, um, right. That's going to be an interesting team for sure. I think they need to lock down Fitzpatrick, and I, I don't see any other team getting them. I mean, unless the you know the Broncos 
Um, somehow, uh, that's the only other team I could see him going to. It's either the Jets or the Broncos, in my opinion. Yeah, unless they unless they're gonna roll with Sanchez, which is it's just crazy to me. But we'll get to Sanchez later. I have some more on him later. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll get back to Sanchez, Mister Butt Fumble later. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the winners and losers. We, you know, we're still waiting to see, like I said, some other guys shake out. Um, you know, some under you know probably underappreciated guys will make impacts next you know next season that haven't signed yet. Um, so we'll we'll see. And and of course, like I said, we we remember the dream team. You know, the Eagles made this dream team, and everyone was you know crazy over who they signed, and it turned out to be horrible. So um, right. I seen a stat. I don't know who released it, ESPN or somebody, but they showed like the records of the teams who have spent the most in free agency, like the last however many years and then their their records um following that and like pretty much all of them have been like pretty pretty bad um except for a few so um it doesn't usually turn out right but that always that doesn't always mean it's the players they sign sometimes those teams are obviously bad to start with you know what i mean so that's why they're signing these guys yeah. um so you can't always blame it on the guys they bring in but um a, a hot start to free agency it really took off and hopefully next week is uh just as active of course with lesser named you know, lesser known guys yeah. Um, now I do want to transition to the UFC. Um, I, I, I didn't put out a podcast. I, I wanted to do like an instant reaction to it, but then I stopped myself, um, to the Conor McGregor, Diaz, um, Holly Holm, Misha Tate, uh, UFC 196 is what I'm referring to, which was last weekend. Um, I, I didn't right. want to react to it instantly, um, because I was, I was hearing everybody's reactions and it seemed very emotional and very, you know, caught up in the entertainment side of it all. Um, and I, I didn't want to say anything crazy just because of what just happened. You know what I mean? I didn't want to react to it yeah. just off of the strength of what just happened. Um, but I wanted to get into that with you. I know you uh, are a big fan of MMA as well. So I wanted to talk to you a little yeah. bit about it. Let's start, I guess, with Holly Holm and, and Misha. Um, I, I think, I, personally, I feel like Holly Holm shouldn't have took that fight. I feel like it was a little too soon for her to fight Misha Tate. I feel like they should have built up Holly Holm. Uh, because Holly Holm is like the opposite of what Ronda was, right? I mean, everyone looked at Ronda as the bad guy, um, and no one looked at Holly Holm that way. So yeah. you don't you don't give her a chance to build up her star power at all when you throw her instantly in with Misha Tate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, I think it it definitely that's having her take that fight so soon after the Rousey fight, like you said, and 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 especially with the outcome uh, of her, you know, basically. Um, losing in her first title defense. Um, yeah, it definitely showed me that, hey, maybe she took that fight uh, too soon. But, um, you know, you know, before Tate won, there was not any talk about a, a third fight with, you know, Rousey. But obviously now there is. Uh, there's talk about another, you know, a rematch if, if, with Tate and Holm, if, uh, if that can be done. And, uh, you know, also the the Rousey and um, home rematch. So, I mean, it, it, it helped out that division in women's MMA because it, it created some additional fights by Tate winning. Uh, so, I mean, if you uh, kind of looking at the glass half full uh, point of view on it, but uh, I just, you know, piggyback off what you said, I definitely agree that it, it was too soon for uh, her to take that fight. And, and here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I it, it, When you were watching that fight, anyone that was watching that fight knows Holly Holm was winning that fight if Misha didn't choke her out in the last minute. You know what I mean? So right. it's, not that, it's not that I think Holly couldn't beat Misha Tate. I just feel like you should have built up her star power a little bit. You know what I mean? Gave her some easier matches um, just so that if she did lose here, you still built her up to a point. But now you make her feel like – um, some people may look at her as a fraud or not respect her as much because yeah, don't yeah. don't get it twisted. Holly Holm's a monster. Yeah, I mean she got she's she's game and she could beat Misha. It's just you know Misha's a warrior, man. That girl, that's all she's ever done was fight back and and bounce back every time. Yeah, I mean she lost to Ronda, she bounced back, and that's just who she is. Yeah, I mean and she game planned perfectly for that. Um, she she literally nailed it. I mean everything that she had to do, she did it, and and the way that she held on to that choke at the end when she got flipped over the you know the head and everything, it was just it was insane. You know what I mean? So it's not that I don't think right. Holly couldn't beat Misha because she was certainly going to win that fight if that choke didn't happen. Um, but it's just I yeah. think it was too soon as far as you didn't give her a chance to build up her, um, you know, her, her her star power in in the league. Um, but of course they, they they may fight again. Um, you know, you said Ronda and and Misha possibly. Um, and and I even seen Misha 
Alicia make comments about Rhonda saying, is she even in this thing anymore? You know, like her head, is, is she even in this anymore? The last comments that Rhonda made about, you know, wanting to commit suicide and stuff. So right. um, it's, it's really brought a lot of uh, interest to the woman's side of things without Rhonda, which is interesting. You know what I mean? Which people thought yeah, wasn't possible before that. Right, because it was, it was only Rhonda for a while. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's great for the sport. Um, because, I mean, even as impressive as it was to see Ronda beating everybody in under 20 seconds in the first round, it, you know, after a while that, I mean, it, it goes back to the Mike Tyson fights. Uh, you know, it, it, you had very little interest because you almost already knew what the outcome was going to be. So it, it's good to see a, a spin on it. It's definitely good for the sport. Yeah, for sure. And then Connor Diaz, another explosive, exciting, um, awesome fight. Obviously, everyone for the most part going into this fight was saying Connor, right? I mean, yeah. this guy yeah, has built was, up a hype I, machine. I will tell you, I was dead wrong. I had I had been sipping the Connor juice for a while now. Um, I had actually told someone that, um, you know, after probably John Jones. Uh, Connor was becoming like my second favorite fighter just because not only his you know his ability in the ring but his charisma and his persona. Uh, he was starting to become you know my one of my personal favorites. So I, I definitely didn't. I, I went into it thinking that he was gonna run through Nate Diaz and and, and as you can see I was. 100% yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, this is another thing. Like, um, Con- Connor is talented. Obviously, there's no question in it. The dude did something that no fighter does. You know, go all these weight classes up just to, you know, to put on a show. Um, obviously, the guy believes in himself, and, and and almost in the Holly Holm light. Like, I feel like this guy could beat 170 years. Um, except I don't think he took the right approach to it. You know what I mean? He, it's because it's not his. It's not his. You know, it's not his thing. He's not used to that. Um, right. but you know, Nate Diaz put it on him. And and, and the one thing is, I, I'm with you in the boat as far as Conor McGregor. I, I think I've said it before on the podcast. Um, the dude is the UFC. Like he, he's 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 built himself up so much that. The guy is already like becoming a legend. Even after this fight, losing, I, I don't, I don't take anything away from him. Do you know what I mean? Um, I still think he's super talented. I still think he's gonna drill dudes in the 145. Um, I, I don't want to knock him too much because of the loss, and that's why I didn't want to put out a podcast instantly because I knew I would probably be in that mindset. You know, this dude just got rocked right. by Nate Diaz and choked out. Like, I didn't want to go there because I still think he's super talented. I don't think that you know he's as bad as people want to act like he is now, but I think it's also a reaction to how he acts. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, right. you tend to hate those kind of people if you're against them. Um, but you know, respect to him. He took it humbly. You know, he said, in, you know, humble and defeat and, you know, and winning, um, Nate Diaz, obviously I'm happy for him because this is a guy who, um, hasn't been paid a lot, you know, throughout his career in the UFC he's taken tons of big fights. Um, so I feel like this will be kind of a catapult for him now. Any fight that he gets right. going forward. Um, I don't know if he'll continue to get McGregor money, but certainly his price has gone up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it definitely, uh, it definitely helped him. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. So, I mean, to, to me, it was one of the most exciting UFCs put together. Um, what they're going to go, what they're going to do from here. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what, you know, what angle they're going to take, whether it'll be a rematch between those guys at any point in their careers. Um, a lot of people were saying Frankie Edgar, you know, it's probably the next fight for Connor. Go back down to 145, defend your belt, right. you know, uh, stuff right. like that. But um, man, Diaz, Connor, they put on such a show, you know, uh, just in the media and on, in, in the fight. So, um, the UFC man, I just it just keeps getting better for me, and and of course, like you said, John Jones, his fight's coming up again. Um, I know we're yeah. a little bit out still. I believe it's like a month out or something, but um, or maybe more. But I just want to w- w- just while I got you on the line here, anyway, w- what is your opinion on that? Do you think John Jones is going to just run through DC again, or? Uh, I mean, you know, like I just said, uh, you know, Jones is is Bartman my my favorite uh, MMA fighter. Uh, so I, I would definitely like to see him come back and pick up where he left off, but uh, it, it's just so hard to tell with you know how long he's been away, uh, you know, dealing with his, his out, outside of the ring issues uh, and how much that has taken a toll on him as far as you know the training and preparation uh, that he has normally taken in the past to get ready for fight. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, it could be something that makes him, you know, more focused, um, you know, for this fight. 
so it, it, it's definitely going to be a it's going to be a great fight. Uh, but I I, I I see Jones taking it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy is super motivated. You know, he looks like he's in better shape than before even. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. It's hard, again, to root against John Jones or to imagine him losing. But, you know, those guys who uh, like to bet on this stuff, man. There were some people who bet on Misha Tate and uh, and Diaz, and they won big, man. They they, they put up pictures of their tickets and stuff. They were, they were winning big money on them fights, man. So, you know, with, with, with fighting, you never know which way it's going to go. There's no, you know, just like any other sport, there's no set way. It has to happen this way. It's a... It's a toss in the air, you know what I mean? So, but but you but you mentioned you know John Jones and the, and, the, and the issues he's had off um, outside the the octagon. Um, it kind of brought me to something. Martavis Bryant, kind of breaking news just as of I believe it was yesterday. Um, yesterday they're saying he's yeah. possibly going to be suspended for a year, I believe, for a whole season um, for uh, weed again. Correct? Correct. Okay, and and that's just crazy to me, man. Like, I, I I'm I'm kind of like in a, in a in a weird spot with this because one part of me is like, can't you just stop doing this? And I, and we've discussed this at nauseum on other episodes as well. Can't you just stop doing whatever is illegal to your sport, you know, play your career out, make your money, provide for your family and then do what you want to do after. Right. So that's, that's, that's one, uh, one angle you can take. Another angle is, um, whether you do it or not, whether you agree with it or not, weed is becoming, you know, more and more acceptable. I know it's not, um, by government standards, it's still illegal, of course, but there are states who right. medically are clearing it, some who are recreationally clearing it. Do you think at some point the NFL is going to have to step back a little bit on, on the whole on the whole weed issue? Or do you feel like, hey, as long as it's against the law, it's against the law? Do you know what I mean? I, 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 it definitely is becoming more acceptable, uh, as you stated, because it is you know allowed in several states beyond just the medicinal uh like you said there are states that allow for you know recreational use uh but i i don't see the nfl um you know do you know pulling back on that unless something happens where it becomes legal uh those, those it's still going to be a it, it'll be years before it's you know not considered a uh, banned substance man yeah, and it really sucks because these guys are all you know hooked on painkillers and pain pills and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and anybody will tell you this stuff is worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, right. if they could take this stuff and just, you know, do it at a, you know, a reasonable, you know, for reasonable reasons or whatever, it's like, gosh, man, you know, you, you'd want to see that at some point because it is the healthier alternative. Um, especially if guys are doing it for pain reasons, you know, pain management, stuff like that. So, um, you know, maybe we'll see a change in that at some point, but e- e- even that aside, you know, if Mark Tavis Bryant is suspended for a whole season, that clearly affects fantasy football once again. Um, so from, from a fantasy football standpoint, um, I actually ask a lot of time to listeners, um, if they have questions, I ask through Twitter, through the, you know, through clockdodgers.com or a lot of times different, uh, other social medias, um, the fantasy life app, which I've mentioned before on previous episodes. Um, so, um, one of the, one, one of the guys on there, um, his tag name is at all. Yeah. In the, um, Southern hospitality room. Um, he, 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 he wanted to know kind of how we feel about fantasy implications from Martavis Bryant. Um, you know, obviously it affects a bunch of different guys. I, I don't think it affects Antonio Brown, except it just makes him better, which no, is, think, if that's think, possible. Yeah, I definitely was going to say um, it makes Brown, uh, actually his fantasy go up. And then you got uh, Marcus Wheaton. Obviously, uh, yeah, I mean, Wheaton, I mean, obviously his, his fantasy stock's going to go up. But, um, yeah, that Big Ben, uh, you, you'll see a lot of Big Ben Antonio Brown. Because um, even this year when – uh, Brian was there, or even the, he started the season, uh, the first four games suspended. Um, it, Brian, uh, I'm sorry, Brown was still uh, producing at a right. So you're not crazy about you're level. not crazy about Wheaton. You don't want to bump him up crazy because of this. I'm not going to bump him up crazy. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna see the natural uh, increase in uh, targets. So like a number three uh, wide receiver, maybe a flex or something. I would say he definitely uh, would be a good flex play. Okay. And then um, how about Ladarius Green? I mean, they just signed him, you know, the tight end. Do you think this helps him at all? Um, I, I think this definitely – it definitely helps him because it, it kind of um, forces him uh, into action where they might have been able to have the luxury of kind of slowly bringing him in. 
but he he's gonna definitely benefit from Brian being. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a you know from from everything we know and, and, and seen from him, he's a super talented guy. We haven't seen him get the consistent workload, you know, to to prove it. But this may be something that pushes him into a, a real sleeper, you know, tight end spot for 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 people or flex spots or whatnot. Um, you know, I don't think it affects the running backs too much. Obviously, Bell's going to get his regardless. Um, I don't think it affects Big Ben at all that 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 um, Bryant's not there. I mean, of course, yeah, he, you know, you, you, at one, one fact, you know, one spot, you're like, how can it not affect Ben Roethlisberger? But again, when you have Antonio Brown, man, I just don't think it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't. No, it, I can't. It doesn't. And and, and you know, Ben Ben spreads the ball. I mean, uh, you're still gonna, uh, you know, Brown's gonna get his and then some. Uh, I, I see. You know, Ladarius Green and uh, Marcus Whedon getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of play uh, from Ben, and also you know Ben throws to Bell out the backfield a lot. Uh, so yeah, it, it's not it's not gonna affect as you know people may think. Oh, the the offense is gonna be crippled uh, because of him being out. But no, uh, I I just see. You know, certain other people, a group of people, which mainly is going to be green and we uh, stepping up, um, and everything else is pretty much going to run as normal. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, from a, a defensive standpoint, yeah, you don't have to worry about uh, Bryant uh, stretching the field with the speed uh, from that aspect, but uh, it's still an offense that you have to, uh, you know, look out for. Each exactly, week. and and you could you know question it all you want. Oh, now is Brown going to see more double teams? I don't care. I don't care. I really just don't. The guy is that good. I just don't care. Um, so, so, it, so it does change fantasy, obviously, a lot. And if you're a guy that's in a dynasty league or something, you have Brian, of course, you know, that, that kills a little bit of your mojo that you're going into the season with. Um, but, um, you know, so that, that's pretty much it as far as his, you know, his impact on the team. Um, it will be, you know, some guys it will affect more than others. Uh, as far as any other questions that I got, I'm trying to see here. I know that, um, listen, a guy named Jetty, at Jetty, he asked, "What is our feelings on the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year? They're not going to." <laughs> so that question is obviously a, a funny yeah, one, man, but they're not um, winning that. <laughs> yeah, just um, you know, if you got a if you got a season on uh, Madden, then that's their best chance of winning. Shout out uh, to you, I think they just have far exactly. too many holes to fill, and yeah, maybe uh, with Madden, I mean, like you said, maybe on Madden, and, and yeah, and there, and I mean. As you look at it, um, they're they're in a tough division. Uh, that NFC West. I mean, I, I put them probably. Um, uh, obviously, they're behind Arizona and Seattle. Um, you could probably say that they're maybe a step or two behind St. Louis as well. So yeah, they, they got they got a long uh, way yeah, to go. They got a lot of uphill, uh, uphill battle. Yeah, they got an uphill battle for sure. But plug in Madden, Jetty man, it's not that bad of an idea. <laughs> Um, so, all right, so we're done on the major topics for today. I want to go over to, um, you know, our listener favorite segment, foul or no foul. We love playing this with our guests. Um, you're obviously, okay. you're familiar with it, of course, you know, the rules. If, if yeah. you're, if, if someone's listening again, I always mention this. If you don't know the rules, if you're new to the podcast, um, I basically give a statement. Um, and then I ask the, the, the guest and myself, I'll answer as well. Um, foul, if you don't agree with the statement, no foul, if you do agree with the statement and we encourage you guys, you know, to play while you're listening as well tweet at us um hit us up on the site or, or whatnot all right so the first question i'll let you answer first um if now this is if if he is the starter mark sanchez will put up better fantasy points than manning and osweiler combined last season foul or no foul Ooh, ah, I'm, I'm i'm hesitant because i'm thinking of all those Interceptions that Manning threw this past season. Um, I am going to say, I'm still going to say foul. You're still going to say foul. Ouch. So you think he's going to have a worse season combined than Osweiler? I mean, than Osweiler and and Manning combined. You think he's going to do worse? I mean, again, this is if he's a starter. I'm not saying he's a starter, but just if you know, right. uh, speaking. Yeah. Um. um I just don't. Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't believe in. I have any faith in Mr. Buffum. <laughs> hey man, I, I, man that's that. That's fair, man. That's fair. Not 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 for a whole season. I, I think yeah. If you need him to spot start because you, your starter is injured, yeah, he'll come in and he'll get the job done. But to give him the reins for a whole 16 game season, 
I, 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 he needs to prove it to me. Uh, I mean, he had some good seasons his first few years with the Jets, you know, when Rex Ryan was there and they were going to AFC Championship games. But I, he, he has to prove it to me all over again. So I, I'm saying a foul. Okay, gotcha, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go no foul. I'm going to go the opposite than you on this one. Um, it's just hard to see somebody doing as bad as them. Like you said, you know, Manny was throwing ducks all season. Um, Osweiler, obviously, from the earlier uh, segment, I'm not a fan of the guy. Um, so, you know, I just feel like the weapon Sanchez has, you know, how can you do worse than those guys, man? It was such a, a bad season for them. And with the defense helping them out, um, you know, if he's the starter again, I don't know if he will be. I assume they're going to have some other stuff in the mix, um, but I just wanted to see where you were at on that. Um, and, and besides foul or no foul, just in, in a sense, you don't think Mark Sanchez is draftable then in fantasy? Uh, I mean, I, he if if I drafted him, he would be my. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, the last pick of the last round. Okay, your just, second, just, your uh, second just, quarterback. Just roll the dice on him, kind of guy. Yeah, just just in case. Let me let me see if he, you know, just in case he he does get things right. Gotcha. All right, on to the second statement. All right, here we go. Another quarterback one. After officially being cut the other day by the Cleveland Browns, Johnny Menzel's NFL career is over. Foul or no foul? Um, I say foul. You say foul? Yes. All right. Um, hmm, how do I feel on that one? I'm going to say, uh, why, why do you say foul? Why do you say foul? Uh, even with the troubles uh, that he's had, uh, I, I think, I mean, in, in most cases, we've seen where the NFL is a is a second chance league. Right. It may it may take a few seasons for you to uh, prove you've changed your ways. Right. Um, but the, and, and I mean, quarterback is. I mean, there's always a at least one or you know one to four teams who because either injuries or um, you know the, the starter or whoever's on the roster being ineffective. There's a quarterback carousel. Uh, so who knows? Something may open up where a team is in need. Uh, right, right, right. We, we see that all the time. So I, I, I'm not going to say his career is over, but uh, he, he definitely would have to. Uh, it, it would just. It would definitely take the right circumstance. Right, I hear you on that. Um, I, de- I, I definitely can see that. I, I'm going to say no foul, but kind of with the caveat that I. I I agree with you that this is a league of second chances. I mean, if Michael Vick got another chance, anybody can get another chance, right? I mean, the guy obviously did um, a whole different level of stuff, and he still got a second chance. So uh, Manziel hasn't really hurt anybody or anything, you know, besides himself. So I see what you're saying as far as, like, forgiveness and second chances. Somebody will give him a chance. I just personally feel like, will he ever give himself a second chance? Do you know what I mean? Like, will he ever get it together? I don't know if he will just because I feel like he's a special circumstance with, you know, coming from money and, um, right. you know, being Johnny football and all this kind of stuff. I just don't know if he ever himself will care enough, um, to, 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 you know, to put it together in that sense. I, I, like you said, I believe teams will give him a second chance, but it's just like, um, you know, whether, whether he has a talent, we all know he, he, he probably does at least to be a backup in the league, you know. Um, but I just don't know yeah. if, if mentally and, and focus-wise, um, if he's willing to, to do what it takes. Because it seems like, I mean, he enjoys doing what he does. You know what I mean? Like, there's no arguing that. I mean, whether you think it's right or wrong, right. he enjoys it, man. And I can't, you know, I can't tell the guy what's right or wrong. So, um, whether he's willing to throw away all that, that lifestyle that he enjoys for football, I mean, at this point, it looks like no. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. we all love a, a comeback story. So, you know, we, we hope it does. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays yeah, itself out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The last, um, yeah, the last one I want to do is, um, I th- have, you, have you heard about Nate Robinson and what he's trying to do? Coming in the NFL? Trying to be in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. 31 year old, this is, here's a statement. 31-year-old well, – actually, let me just preface it by saying, for those who don't know, Nate Robinson, NBA player for the last, I don't know, 10 years or something maybe? Maybe more? I don't know. Um, he's in his 30s, 31 years old. He's been playing the NBA his whole career. Um, he played some college and high school football, I believe. 
Um, and he's a free agent currently in the NBA. And he's saying that he's going to try to make a transition at least for a season or whatnot while he's not in the NBA to make an NFL roster. So the statement here is 31-year-old NBA free agent Nate Robinson will make an NFL roster. Foul. Foul. Okay. And I'm going to agree with you on foul. And I'm sure we're we're agreeing on this for the same reason, um, but I'd love to hear what you what you have to say about it. Why why you feel that that's a foul? I mean, uh, um, I mean, obviously, you know, and I'm, there there's obviously been players of Nate's size uh, in the NFL before, but uh, even some of those uh, that played football, um, and, and, you know, all through college. And you know, only had their focus on the NFL. Even some of them uh, got overlooked um, because they weren't the prototypical size. I, I, I personally don't know. You know, I'm I'm trying to think. Okay, what uh, what position uh, would he play, or you know, what what have we seen from his NBA career that could translate to the NFL? For instance, when I see um, you know LeBron breaking away from everybody on a fast break. Okay, I, I can see him being, you know, some type of receiver. Uh, but right. from what I've seen of Nate in the NBA, I don't see how that, uh, what position that translates to. And, and just the fact, um, you know, like I said, the, the in the NFL, you know, if you're not a, a, certain, a certain size or a prototypical size that they're, you know, looking for, um, which – you know, usually they are, they are looking for height. Uh, so he, just the fact he has that negative on him, hasn't played football in uh, I don't know how long. Um, I, I just I just don't see him uh, making a, a roster. Right, right. I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go foul, like I said, on this one too. I, I, you know, like you said, the size is obviously an issue. I mean, I think Nate's like 5'9". You know what I mean? 5'9". If and I maybe give it him height there. Um He's five foot nine. He's obviously athletic and explosive. We know that. We've seen the guy, you know, win dunk contests and, um, you know, make his, his his role on an NBA roster um, be what it is. But um, I mean, number one, what, what what are the odds of guys that walk on NFL teams in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Like that that's not even a, a high number of guys. And then you got to think about all the guys who have been playing for all these years, you know, dedicated to it, and they don't make it. You know what I mean? So what makes right. Nate? better than them. I, I, I just don't see that how that's possible. And he's 31, not that it's old, but, you know, I mean, for an NFL guy, you know, to go into the NFL, that's that could be considered almost an older body. You know what I mean, guys retire now before yeah. that age. So um, I, I, I just don't and see it happening. I mean, hey, if he does, it'd be what? a great story, right? That's history if he makes oh, it. It would be an absolutely <laughs> great story. Uh, you, you know, you can you can do anything you put your mind to type story. But, <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, guys of his uh, size, they normally – you know, play the tailback role like a Darren Sproles uh, type, maybe, um, you know, punt returns, that kind of thing. But uh, like you said, I just, uh, you know, it's not like, um, you know, if he was transitioning to baseball and they say, okay, we can sign you to a minor league deal or, or something just to just to see. Uh, so, I, you know, football doesn't have that option for him, um, you know, unless he makes a, practice, a team's practice squad. But, I just think the the odds are, you know, against them. Just yeah, they're uh, definitely stacked because... against them for sure. And, and of course, Clock Dodgers, man, we're rooting for you, Nate. Hey, if you do it, man, we'd love to see it. You know what I mean? But just for no foul, for foul or no foul, we got to go foul on this one. Um, so that that's it for foul or no foul. That that was fun. Um, it was it was fun playing that with you. Um, but and as far as anything. I, I don't I don't have a lot on it right now, but as far as March Madness, do you have anything on it? Do you have any sleeper teams or anybody that you're kind of rooting for that you think are maybe going under the radar or anything with that? Oh, it is um, March Madness already. Uh, I don't have a lot on it myself. Um, I, you know, I'm interested just to see what uh, the final bracket that comes out because it all also just depends on matchups, who's in what region. Uh, but I, you know, I know the – Kansas and Kentucky are two teams that I'm definitely looking to uh, make a deep run as well as Villanova. Definitely pulling for them, right? Yeah, I've seen, um, you know, Michigan got a big push. 
Um, so there's a bunch of, you know, um, good teams in there, a lot of little underdogs. But I'm not really a, a guy that picks, you know, the Cinderella team and stuff like that either. I don't, you know, I just, you know, it's, it's just fun to watch, man. There's no doubt. Even it, for me, what I always tell people is even if you don't watch NCAA basketball, like leading up to this point, like there's no question that March Madness is exciting as hell to watch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you, you cannot watch a, a single lick of college basketball all year and just pick up from the round of 64 and and just go from there. And I feel like you really haven't missed anything. Exactly. Uh, you don't you, you don't need to know a player. Exciting. You don't need to know Jack, man. And, and it's just so exciting, man, the way the crowd's in on it. every Everyone's amped up. You know what I mean? I, I love it. And like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not naturally a big college basketball fan, but man, when March Madness comes around, I don't miss a heart. I don't miss a beat of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, basketball is the, you know uh, that one sport where one one person can dominate the game, and you know that's that's why you you do have those uh, those upsets, uh, even though it's a team game. Um, but you know, any any given day, you know, with with football and baseball, it takes so many different moving parts. So you you know especially on a collegiate level you you rarely see the upsets like you do in basketball. Exactly, and and and, and you see guys too who who explode in you know the brackets and during that time, and then they get drafted higher even just because of their you know performance in that moment because that's considered like a you know a playoff championship type of you know mindset or you know game. Um, so a lot of those guys boost their stock dramatically as well during that time. So there's a lot to watch, you know, to look forward to. Like I said, it's exciting. If you don't know nothing, you know, I beg you, just watch it. You, don't, you can say you're not a basketball fan. You're not a college basketball fan. I don't care, man. You can know nothing about it. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Um, so, you know, that's Absolutely being announced not. here um, in a little while, I believe, uh, as far as who's going to be in it and everything. So um, keep an eye out for right. that. Um, obviously, baseball season feels like it's creeping up, too. So there's a whole bunch of stuff happening right now. And, of course, you know, we're all kind of in that lull when there's no NFL happening. Um, so, you know, <laughs> and, and any little thing that gives us life, um, we, we, we take it. But um, shout out to uh, TX Chief for that, uh, uh, you know, telling us to look into that as far as the March Madness. He wanted us to, you know, I want to give him a little shout out because he kind of said to make sure we mentioned that. So definitely, you know, you know shout out to those guys in the uh, NBN uh, nothing but nonsense chat. So um, the last thing I want to close out on, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I will, will admit to you that I am a, a, a little behind on it. Um, but I think we had the conversation because you made a, a statement and then I was like, that sounds familiar. And you're like, you told me that it came from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no no spoilers, <laughs> none of that, because I wouldn't even do that to the, to the listeners, let alone you. But um, I, I just thought it was cool. Um, uh, again, another another guy that, you know, asked for a question um, that he sent in to us. Uh, his name, his, his, his uh, tag name is at not that Kevin Hart, um, again, in the NBN chat. <laughs> and um, he, he, he said, um, you know, Peter Dinklage, the, uh, the guy on, on Game of Thrones, um, the the little person, uh, you know, he's awesome on that show. Um, he's actually going to be hosting Saturday Night Live on April second. Oh, um, wow. you, you think he's going to crush it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Without a doubt, man, that guy's a star, dude. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. I, I'm not even crazy about Saturday Night Live. I, I always catch the little clips that everyone, you know, refers to, or they throw videos up on the internet. So I, I, I always catch those. I'm not like some dedicated Saturday Night Live fan, but you know, when that guy's on there, yeah. I'm definitely going to be watching because that dude is I, funny I, as hell and can act his ass off. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I actually saw Saturday Night Live live. Exactly. You know? <laughs> In this internet era, you know, we can watch just the just the parts we want to see. You know what I mean? Just the the parts. If someone's like, "Hey, man, this is hilarious," but man, shout out to Peter Dinklage, dude. I'm gonna watch that whole episode, dude. I love that dude. So I just wanted to, I just yeah, wanted to end on that, that note, that man. And, and, and Game well, of Thrones, yeah, guys, I, you know, that's coming right around the corner, too. The trailer, the new trailer came out, man. It's crazy looking, and I'm amped for that. That's my favorite show on TV, like, hands down. So, shout out to everyone who likes Game of Thrones. You know, that show is 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 crazy. And yeah. if you don't watch it, get into it now. And if you said you didn't know who Peter Dinklage was when I brought up his name, shame on you, man. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything before we end this, because we're almost an hour into this, um, is there anything that you want to say to anybody or shout outs or any 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 sports you know thing you want to get across before we end this i think for the most part i'm good uh, you know i just want to uh thank you for having me on i uh, look forward to being on uh future 
uh, episodes uh, with you. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, March Madness, as we discussed, and uh, looking forward to baseball uh, season getting cranking up. Uh, looking forward to the uh, NBA playoffs, um, and just so we can slide into uh, football again. Exactly, man. Well, uh, it was great. Ha- <laughs> it was great having you on, man. I, I, I knew you wouldn't disappoint listeners, man. You, you know, we go way back, so um, you know, of course, you'll, you'll, you know, you're welcome back on any time. So I appreciate it. You know, shout out to Jeff. Shout out to the family. I said hi, man. And um, let's oh, go, March Madness. Definitely. All right. All right, man. Later. Uh, Everybody out there, you do the same. Exactly, man. Peace. Peace.